Oh, how are you? Doing great. <laughs> Welcome to the worst day of my life. My name's Cherish. Welcome. My name's Laura. Laura? Who's Laura? <laughs> I refer to her generally as uh, my sister. She is not my biological sister. She's my ex sister in law. <laughs> I was married to her brother and divorced him and uh, do not like him. And I do like her though. So we're, we're just friends. still beds. We're we're best friends. We're ba it's like we're yeah, sister from another mister situation, mm -hmm. you know? And here it we works. are. What a funny, hilarious, weird, uh, messy garbage trash can fire. Yeah. That's what this show's all about though. Right. That's I'm happy to be here. So I'm gonna tell you about this fucking wedding yesterday. Speaking of Please. trash can fire. So one of the things that I've done in the last five years that I've tried to be very conscious of is like making sure I only do things that make me happy. Yeah. I only take jobs that I really want to do. I only work with people I really want to work with, people that are super into me, like right. enjoy my art, the people that respect it, you know? And every time, every time I'm like, oh, somebody refers somebody referred me to this person. I don't want to take this wedding, but I'll do it just because that person referred me and they'll look stupid if I don't take it. <laughs> so stupid. I've done that so many times. Where well, I'm like, I don't want to take this job, but that person will look stupid if they referred me and I don't. <laughs> so I'll just go through it. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. You idiot. You <laughs> no. say you're booked. Go. Anyway, <laughs> fucking a. So this was one of those situations where I was like, eh, and this chick that I used to work for, she runs this venue now. And okay. she is the one that told them to hire me. So they just hired me basically. And I, I did my whole thing where I like talked to them first and tried to get a feel for it. Right. And it was really, sh the chick was super into it and really excited about pictures. And I was, right. so I was like, and she's gorgeous. So I was like, oh yes, I'm gonna photograph the shit out of this woman. Wow. And the guy was just kind of a douche, but, not what no <laughs> a man <laughs> no. um in this economy <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. oh my god it gets so much better so i was like whatever you know i can warm i can warm this guy up like once he gets to know me he'll he'll be fine right. so um i work on that over you know every time we have an interaction and it seems like he's gonna be cool it just seems like like i'm good at hang you know with the like older dad types because i'm kind of a yeah. sarcastic little you know oh you little shit that kind of person but i couldn't really gauge this dude's sense of humor which is like a big deal for me taking pictures of people like i try to i want to be able to like holler out shit and know that people are gonna just giggle at it or laugh at it and not be like what the fuck is this person doing so i get to the wedding and start going about and i have an assistant i guess she's technically an intern so she's helping me and i'm teaching her and I will, I wish she would not have gone to this wedding with me. This is not how my weddings are, but maybe it's a good learning experience for her. This dude and this, I have never, ever had to work so hard to get someone to touch another person in my life. Dude. And I have shot a wedding where I'm pretty sure the groom was gay and just marrying that chick to like please his parents. And even he was easier to get like, be affectionate it was ridiculous like it was pulling teeth i was like 
all he was worried about was his friends and like getting back to the party. That's all he cared about. And I understand that like I make people's timelines and I'm super careful to, I put three different five to 10 minute portrait sessions throughout the day so that I don't ever take them away from their people for like an hour. I don't take them away for half an hour. Like it's really quick. Yeah. It's easy. And generally, you know, I put people in a really pretty spot and really pretty light. And I'm like, just snuggle, just like take a minute, just take each other in, just relax. You know, I turn my shutter on silent and I just like walk around them and let them just be. Yeah. I couldn't do that. It wasn't happening. So I tried to like, okay, um, can you put your hands on her? Okay, can you pull her close? And he's like, he's like fucking like this, like stiffening up and like pulling his neck away. Like I have pictures. I got some good ones. I don't understand how. Because in there, I was like, these are gonna be fucking awful. I managed to get some that look like he's comfortable. It's weird, but it was so it was ridiculous. And I was like, we were like walking back um along the golf course in and the sun is setting and it's like glowing through this little pretty spot so i like make them take pictures they like freeze and are stiff and won't i'm like you can move you can talk to each other you can slow dance you can and they're just it was so weird so then um she's like hey i'd really like a picture of me right here with you kind of like dipping me with the sunshine and i was like oh yeah we can do that just kind of put your leg behind her i was like walking him through how to dip her because he obviously doesn't even know how to fucking touch someone and he starts starts to almost does it where we can almost get this picture that this is all his wife wants a good picture right Right. and he starts to dip her and and he goes no 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 dip not doing it let's go done what yes I was like, dude, you paid me thousands of dollars to be here. And like, what is wrong with you? It was so what weird. Heard. Yeah. And fucking uh, the first, the first, no, it was the second one. It was the second like couple session, five minutes. That's all I asked for, five minutes. Yeah. And he's like, no, I got to get back. I got to go see what I got to go. I got to go get back. I said, I know you got to get back. I realized that I need to get one good picture of you. Right. I was like, I need you to just, um, I was like, look at her, focus on her close off everything around you like just look into her eyes and just like soak in this moment he would not he would fucking not he was like no come on let's get this done i gotta go and i was like if you want this to be done you need to listen to me right you need to chill i said you look angry in every photo i've taken so far so if you want this to stop you need to give me 30 seconds right right of your time Good God, it was nuts. I have never, ever had to work that hard. Seriously. Uh, it was so fucking weird. So then as I'm as I'm uh winding up the night, I'm like sitting in this back room eating food with the DJ and the like wedding coordinator. Yeah. And I was explaining, I was like, I was explaining to my assistant, I was like, you know, usually it's not this hard. Usually, right. and then the DJ goes, they love each other. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I said, I was going to say usually they're more affectionate than this, but I mean, whatever language you want to use. And I was like, what is the deal? I was like, I feel like all of his friends are kind of weird too. Like, I don't know what this vibe is that I'm getting. And the DJ goes, they're all cops and judges. Ew. Oh no. Oh, danger zone. What? I was like, <gasps> Who did oh, 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 
okay, all right. The vibes. <laughs> I got it. I understand now. It all makes sense. <laughs> oh, yuck. Gross. That is terrible. And like, great from my nightmares. It was so funny. I was like, why do I not like vibe with this guy? Like, why can't I get any sort of sense of humor? <laughs> so, walking down the aisle, this guy's like, yeah, woo, yeah. Like, getting all his friends to cheer for him. Walking back down the aisle, he's not even holding on to his wife. He's not holding her hand. He's not like, he's like walking. He starts walking like in front of her. And I had to be like, dude, slow down. He's like walking past her, like high-fiving his friends and shit. It's so gross. It's so gross. The happiest he looks all day long is him standing up doing like a speech on his own, talking and like doing stupid jokes and making all right. of his buddies laugh. And like, it was so cringy. It was just the grossest. So the venue manager, who's the one that referred me because I used to work yeah. for her, she was like, hey, can you give me photos from this? And, you know, I, I meet with every couple before they set their wedding. So I could totally just like get you more jobs here. And like, I don't like that venue anyway. Yeah. It's just not, I didn't, I shouldn't have taken that job, but I was like, I will give you lots of pictures. Like you do not need to, don't refer me to anybody. You please like, I just, I, <laughs> please the, never again. Thanks. The, the kind of people that get married at that venue are just not my people. No, like I've I've gotten to the point in my career that I've been wanting to get to for so many years where now I can be like, hi, I'm only taking weird, unique, yep. tiny elopements, like Halloween themed weddings, like right. jumping right. off of things like abs like give me all the coolest, weirdest shit and the chillest people that will go with the flow and just like these people don't even they don't even know what my photography looks like. See, that's so, that seems so bizarre to me. I think that's also just like the way to go about, I took that approach, what, like when the pandemic hit after I had the Trump supporter family that I worked for. Yeah. I do like, uh, have a background in behavioral health, but started nannying because how do I word this? Who the fuck cares? Because my co-parent is difficult as fuck. I started, mm -hmm. I started nannying. And so now um, I do home management, which is like a fancy way of saying that I, I'm a personal assistant, but I like do whatever I want. Oh my um, God, I would love to have home management. It's, it's awesome. And I fucking love it. But um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I, I worked for a Trump supporting family and I live in Minneapolis. And so that was when, you know, the, the precinct everything, got everything out yeah. and everything was, you know, uh, George Floyd was murdered. And anyways, <clears throat> so since then I was like, no, I'm not working for anybody that doesn't fit within those anything. And yeah, weirdos. Like I only want to work for weirdos. Me too. It's weirdos because like, what? First of all, like you don't want to water yourself down and you don't want to be that like token fucking weirdo as their photographer or like in their home. Like you don't mm -hmm. want to be that because then it's like, oh, you're just so quirky. And it's like, I I mean, kind of not really, though. Like, can we just be it's not it's you're not the like, weird one. Yeah. Well, and also like it's not like I wake up and like put on this costume. Uh -huh. like, no, I'm gonna this... be quirky today. <laughs> like, I, think, I think I'm gonna get my septum pierced because I'm like, yeah, like I've tattooed my face. So weird. Like I can't turn this off. <laughs> like it's 
it's done anyways support that that's Mm -hmm. terrifying though good job i'm glad you know i think if i were in a situation like that i would say something really (laughs) but i hate cops so much i would be like hey oink oink oh i was just gonna tell you that i um i did my you know therapy intake the other day yeah i'm gonna talk to you about it the other day but it ended up being like two and a half hours oh no and like (laughs) maybe two minutes into me explaining to her what was like going on with me she was like okay just one second i need you to stop i need you to come sit here take a deep breath close your eyes she was like you're safe you're safe here there's nothing like she had to like calm me down i was like furry i was like shaking and like like breathing yeah. heavy and like it sucks dude oh, i hate it so much yeah. but going through my whole life basically right. yep. and like the things that have happened that have caused my problems now only husband number two it's yep. it yep my childhood was grand my childhood was great compared to well, everyone i know right it's so fucked because that's it for you that's all and it's like but it has it's been interesting watching you go through i don't mean interesting in a shitty way i mean interesting just like because for me you're this like i'm always a mess i i also have an ex-husband who is a total piece of shit and makes my life Mm -hmm. very difficult but i'm a mess not in an outward way but like i'll call and just be like (laughs) take it take it you know it's always just very like level about it you know like you won't bullshit me you'll be like you know yeah that's fucked up or like whatever listen but like this has definitely affected you negatively and you've done a really good job of trudging through it the interesting part to me is that you know before all of this was happening you were able it just it made you go backwards it made me regress so far and it's sucks sucks, i'm glad i'm glad that you're talking to a therapist i'm glad that you're working through it because like even that first time that i came to washington and we hung out and you like you know we had that conversation (laughs) we're not gonna go into detail (laughs) um you know it was clear that like you had a lot of shit that you needed to talk about and like get off your chest and i think if there's anything that i'm proud of you for like figuring out through all of this is like finding your voice and being like, no, fuck this. Like, I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. how, but now you got to kind of find the cap. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to fucking tell it. I don't fucking tell you. <laughs> Love you. Good job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super stoked. <sighs> yeah. I got a little angry. I went through some anger, some really heavy, heavy feeling right. like, depressive moments i was in like a deep haze for a few days even after that therapy session where i like i i fucking almost got hit by a semi on the on the way home from that therapy session from not it was like merging onto the freeway on top of me and the person in the lane to my left that stayed back far enough because they were like this person's gonna get over like thinking i was gonna get over And I just, I I didn't notice for so long and thank God they left that space for me because I don't know what would have happened if they didn't. But I was just, I was, I'm watching the road. I was watching. I was just that out of it. I pulled over and we're just like, I sat and like ate food and 
hung out for a while and just like took back roads home. But I was like, what the fuck, man? It just, it's so draining and weird. And it really, that's what pisses me off is that like I was, I was doing so well where I was filling out that little form when you go in to where they're like, you know, how often are you having like, is this affecting your daily work or like how often do you feel hopeless or, you know, all that stuff. I had such a low score on those that I was the last time I was in that office. I was like, damn dude, like I'm almost a normal person. Like I'm doing really good. I haven't had anxiety. I haven't had panic attacks. Like it's, I'm like holding it together. And then this last one I filled out, it was so bad, dude. It was like, it was 17 on the, out of 20 on the anxiety side and 17 out of 20 on the depression side both well and it's like just remember though like you know even and i'm not trying to diminish the impact of any of this on you these things come and go and like that's okay and that's just kind of part of it and like mm-hmm. i feel like sometimes there's these like i went through that when i had to reread emails that had happened between my ex-husband and I. And when I had to kind of like, I've told you before, like I really convinced myself that it wasn't that bad and it was really bad. And I think when you start to unpack those things and like when I, well, I think I told you like right before we went to court, to trial, I was like reading through these and I was like, oh my God, I couldn't sleep. I woke up at 2 a.m. and was just like, I'm up, like, I'm going to work out and just like do my makeup and get ready for this. Because like, I think with these things, you and I both know enough about like the impact on the body and the brain and things like that. And it just Mm -hmm. gets ingrained into who you are as a person, which sucks and is stupid. And like, yeah, because it's not your fault. I'm hoping that the more that things like this come up and then I am able to overcome them the less power they'll have over me each time they come up it just sucks because it's been like five years so it seemed like oh yeah that's pretty good time amount of time it's not it's it's not enough it's crazy it's it's never ending and it's just you're right the longer that goes by the the easier it gets to pull yourself out of it you know and that's what I'm hoping for that this this triggering session will you know, give me some more of those tools. Well, for sure. And I think also like, I go back and forth between like, kind of wanting to be like, oh yeah, it's fine. Like I'm good. I'm like not stressed Mm -hmm. back and forth from that to being like, make sure you're still keeping a foot on the ground and Mm -hmm. like reminding yourself to like stay not necessarily like on the right track, but just like pay attention you know, to like what could trigger Keep like you. a teensy bit, like maybe like a leather jacket of body <laughs> armor on instead of like a full yeah brick wall. Yeah. And yeah. that's like, that's what I've learned, you know, through my experience with this stuff. Because Jesus Christ, if what I had been going through this past year had happened three years ago, we probably would not be talking right now. Right. But that combined with like, you know, my relationship with my mom and having Mm -hmm. to like really just walk yourself through it, you know, all the time, it, it does get easier, you know, and it gets, it definitely gets easier also to be like, yeah, this wasn't fair. And it really pissed me off. 
just so you guys know what we're talking about as far as me <laughs> me getting angry you guys know i took my second husband's dog for him while he was looking for a place yeah well now he got a place um that doesn't accept that breed of dog so now i gotta figure out what to do with the dog anyway that's just something i should have expected to happen well i think you and i i mean you've definitely been more realistic about how this yeah will go than you know but i think you just can't prepare you can't prepare yourself you never know you i know? had no idea any of this would happen but so <laughs> since i got to talk to him again for a minute i mean of course all this you know cptsd stuff just came right yep right back real hard and i started having really bad panic attacks again and couldn't sleep again and having nightmares again and all the stuff that i was over but i started telling him every time i was having symptoms every time something was happening i sent him a message and i said guess what i'm having a panic attack or i just had a panic attack and this is why this is what happened and this is what happened in my brain this is what you did to make that happen in my brain right. like so i did that as long as he would let me i was like i just had a nightmare that you were fucking strangling me like that happens all the time in my nightmares it's great i have to smoke a lot of weed at night to not have dreams because if i have dreams that's what my dreams are and finally he was like you know i just i don't really want you to talk to me if you're just gonna be mean to me all the time and tell me i'm a piece of shit it's <laughs> <was> like oh. <laughs> well so i said uh, I said, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> I won't torture you anymore. I feel so bad that you have to hear about what I have to live every day. Like, boo fucking who. Um, and then and then I blocked him. But uh, that's what we were referring to, is that right. I went off for a little bit when I was um, heavily, I don't know, well, you're pissed he, he, off. Yeah, I was pissed. I, mean, I was pissed. I was pissed that I got triggered by him again, that he Wait. got back in to my brain. I was so mad. So um, I thought, hey, who gets the opportunity to actually tell their abuser, like, listen here, motherfucker, this is what I have to deal with every day because of you and what you did. It's not going to make an impact on him. He doesn't care. It's all about him. Right. But... I thought it felt good in the moment. It didn't really. Don't do it. I don't recommend. But well, I mean, I think all, like I you watched me do that with my mom when I sent her a breakup video. And what was that? Yeah. Two thousand what was at 2018? I had pink hair. Oof, guys. You know when you do oh, that's <laughs> I remember more than one person being like, Are you okay? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm great. What are you talking yeah. about? I'm fine. I'm just like Partying. it's cool <laughs> great but yeah i i mean it's kind of it's i think that that i don't know i'm sure that a lot of people have different opinions on this but like fuck that because whatever works for you works for you but for me yeah, it didn't really work but i mean whatever well it did something. i don't regret it there you go no regrets no, no. regrets no regrets i think abusers should have to they should have to hear about their yeah and hear about their impact i think like my mom i mean i sent her mm -hmm. a long video about 
how, you know, like I, every single day I have to deal with what her abuse did to me. Like I Mm -hmm. won't have a single moment ever where I'm not dealing with it. It's my Mm -hmm. whole entire life. I seek out people that act like her, like it's a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I think she should have to sit down and hear that. And that's why I sent it as a video. Cause I wanted her to see me telling her, right. you did, you did a bad thing. You did a, you're a whoopsies. It was yeah. a whoopsies and also fuck you. Like she's not ever going to care about that either. You know, Yeah, I really, it was interesting. So I was talking to uh, my little brother yesterday And, um, you know, I haven't talked to her for, I think it's been four years, six. Um, cause even when I sent her the breakup video, she was like trying to talk to my son and we would video call her and she would like aggressively ignore me while she was talking to him Mm -hmm. and childish. Um, but I, you know, I'm talking to my little brother who has a relationship with her and like, you know, he's able to do that and that's fine for him. Um, but I heard her voice in the background and like Alex love you but like come on (laughs) and I was like go outside "Ah!" oh yeah Yeah, I got triggered in that like and like I said I like I fell asleep I just I slept so hard and like it is wild the impact they can have just by popping up like that by like hearing their voice or like there's certain things that I like can't listen to or do or like certain phrases that like you know I'm all about like pushing through like triggers but when it comes to her it will I can't pull I mean Mm -hmm. it's terrible I mean even being back home you know I wanted to move back there I would still love to move back there that's never gonna happen no you wouldn't it's too cold for you I I get so sad well it's too cold here but like it's too gray here and I'm just a little sad bitch baby about it but you need to be a snowbird it's true you need a van or rv and you need to go back and forth being back home is always like i'll hang out in olympia to like go to old school pizza or like whatever but going there with my son whenever that was when i road tripped out there it was very hard that pisses me off because i wish that i could have taken my son back home and like really enjoyed it but everywhere i went i was like thinking about all of these just terrible things that, that had happened and like no yeah. good memories, none. I don't have any of them. It's all that of sucks. this, like, this is where you ran away to, or like where you, whatever, you know? And it's like, yeah, those are such pieces of shit. Cause all you think about is like what you want in the moment or like how angry you are in the moment. You don't think about your actions. And when I the think effects about that they her, have on people in the future, like, right. I yeah. think about her and like, you know, every parent has moments where they like, whatever, like frustrated with their kids or like, yeah, nobody's know, perfect. I, right. But I always make an effort to like, tell my son, sorry. Like if I, oh, yeah. if I'm not able to like, like recently we're having our like chores day. It's fucking, it's Sunday, bitch. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday that's cleaning day. Yeah. And you know, like clockwork, Love you know, it. he's like fine with it at first. And then he's kind of starts like being shitty about it. Mm-hmm. I let him know a couple times, like, hey, man, let's just get through it. Like, turn on some music. I'm like trying to be gentle. And then finally, I was like, that's it. That's it. Enough. I can't. You got to cut it out right now. Enough. And he gets upset and he's crying <clears throat> and I'm mad. And I'm just like, I need to walk away now. This is insane. Cause like, we're going on this roller coaster, mm-hmm. right? 
uh, well, fuck you, mammy. We ain't fucking do anything. And then he's like, uh-huh. why are you so mean? And I'm like, I can't. Uh-huh. Um, and so like afterwards you know i like take the dog on a walk and he takes his time to like get himself chill and mm-hmm. i go back and i'm just like hey man i definitely could have stayed calm or like you know been been nicer about that and i'm yeah. sorry you know yeah. and then we talk about like well what could we both have done differently and i always make sure to be like well you know you can't be talking to people like that man i don't know what you expect from me if you're gonna like i know that if i talk to you that way all the time it would hurt your feelings yeah yeah i know i'm sorry and okay let's work on it and but it's like so simple to do that you know yeah Um, i i always apologize to my kids too like if i accidentally snap at them really quick or if i or if i assume like did you just eat that kid's thing or whatever and they're like no this is my thing i'm oh shit i'm so sorry i don't know why i did that like you know like i I always but i always apologize and they always apologize to everyone immediately too like that's that's normal it's like scout 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 is not understanding sorry and it's so sad oh my god we were when we were in colorado her cousin ran over scout's foot with a little toy lawnmower yeah but on purpose like rammed oh. it rammed it in the scout's foot and scout started crying and we told grace her cousin we we're like okay yeah. you you need to say sorry you need to tell her right. sorry and scout sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> and she does that now she hurts herself she goes sorry, oh, sorry. honestly pisces behavior <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious well yeah it's a really important thing you know we weren't really taught that growing up and that's something like you know never apologized to no we we will never be apologized to and this is something you know my younger brother and i talk about a lot is like we just kind of taught ourselves how to be accountable because like nobody fucking told us if you were to spend time with the mother that you had and then you and your younger brother you would have no fucking idea how the two of you came from that it's like wild. the two of you are such you're such caring thoughtful wonderful human beings that yeah are totally responsible for themselves totally responsible for their actions like right i don't know i don't understand how you guys got there but i'm so proud of both of you for doing it because it's mm-hmm. like well it's one of those things I remember at um, your wedding, actually, and I don't know who it was, but I I grew up thinking that, you know, nobody ever believed me that it was as bad as it was. And it was especially bad for me. And I don't mean to say that, like, I was like, mm, but like, really, I am the daughter of a narcissist and I'm the only daughter of right. a, my, like, that is, a, that's some shit. And really pretty. So <laughs> that she hates that like your mom hates your mom hates that you know well it was always a very weird whatever she would like introduce me as her hispanic daughter um Mm. weird thing to say but like i you know i remember i don't know who it was i have no idea again like i didn't i thought that you know my mom was pretty stealthy about her emotional and physical abuse this person came up to me and she said you know we're just so proud of you and alex for getting out of there alive. And I was like, what? 
And she said, we know, we know how she was with you. And I, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. It was very like validating. And at your wedding, that was the same time where like I had stopped. I wasn't talking to her. Was that, that was right before. Yeah. I, I wasn't really talking to her. I saw her at the wedding. She showed up, you know, drawing attention to herself as per usual. She Mm -hmm. walked into a group of people looked at me she was there with my stepfather and I said oh hey guys how's it going and she looked past me mm-hmm. and my stepfather said well hello Laura like something shitty like that right you know? I watched her do that to your younger brother at uh your grandpa's funeral too yep. it's wild and it is completely ignore him it's crazy and I like I really I I don't know I I don't know I think Alex and I just kind of banded together to like not be that way yeah, and, he awesome. and I really we really went through it hard mm-hmm. in our own ways you know and in very extreme ways and yeah. I think that just kind of forced us to like look those things in the mirror but all of the growth that we've made we've made like through each other and which is like definitely like a trauma bonding sort of situation but like not not in a bad way in an unhealthy way yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely interesting definitely makes me like look at things in a very different perspective or from a different perspective it's super super wild what it makes from my outside view yeah i have two really really like loving supportive parents and always have and they've yeah. been married to each other they've never been divorced like nothing they never fought in front of us they didn't drink they didn't, you know nothing they were normal and like seeing you and your well your younger brother but he's still in contact with her but right seeing how far you have come all on your own right with no parents supporting you with no parents to help guide you no parents to like catch you when you fall it's fucking amazing and it's really inspiring and i think you're beautiful and i love you (laughs) i love you so much i realized a lot of things especially after talking to you because you were like yeah she fucking sucks (laughs) (laughs) she's the worst um because yeah like growing up it was always like well she couldn't possibly have done that like uh, she did yeah she definitely did. And when you see her in action, you're like, holy shit. Um, yeah, she's yeah. a cold, cold, cold hearted bitch. 10 out of 10, like recommend moving across the country. And, you know, if shit is too hard that like, honestly, if you like can't, if you can't see the forest for the trees because of your surroundings and those people are too close and you don't, you can't make it work, get out. You know, like it was the best and it's been hard. I think if I weren't in the situation, I know that if I weren't in the situation that I was with my ex-husband, like I would have moved back and I would not be in a good spot because it's just not good. But like, you know, I'm still the same person, you know, was able to be a person outside of the bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's like no way that I would have. And it is interesting because I like look back t- at like, you know, you get those like little flashbacks on like Instagram and Snapchat and shit. Mm-hmm. And I like I hate them. Dude, they crack me up because I like took 
so much time to just kind of like figure out who I was outside of that. Yeah. And you can see it like on, like on my Instagram flashbacks, like when I was talking to her because I was trying to please her, like you could see it in the way that yeah. I look in the way that I talk my profession so wild. And then I was like, fuck that. I'm a fucking dirty weirdo that doesn't work uh -huh. a real job. Like, fuck that. And it, now I'm here. And it's like the happiest I've ever been Good. Um, with my three dogs. And, you know, it's just, it's great. So yes. Yes. So yeah. So moral of the story, don't let people abuse you. Don't. Just don't. It's and if you, and, and, if, you, and if it happens, you know, like you're going to be okay. But don't let them back in. No. For, for any reason. They're just piles of doo-doo. <laughs> Unfortunately, some people are just piles of doo-doo. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello? Cherish, you're not going to believe this. <gasps> what? You know how I normally struggle with the D? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, you're not you're not gonna believe this. Uh, today, I strangely had a very rare occurrence of something known as the C. Constipation. Oh no. <laughs> Have you ever heard about colon broom? Colon broom? No. It cleanses your colon and helps create regular bowel movements, improving digestion and your gut health. Holy mackerel. Does it help your weight goals become easy to reach? And is it keto and fasting friendly? Yes, it is. Whoa. And if you use promo code WORSTDAY10, you can get $10 off and free shipping. No way. Way. Whoa, you should probably get yourself some colon broom and fix that C problem you've got. I agree. Okay, uh, thanks. Bye-bye. Holy shit, Cherish, where did you get that really cute strawberry pipe? I got it at shopcannastyle.com. What is that? It is this beautiful website where you can get the cutest pipes, bongs, smoking accessories ever. They've got things that look like cactuses. They've got pipes that look like cherries and flowers and uh, berries and celestial themed things, stuff with mushrooms on it. It's all just really super adorable. Whoa. And if you use Promo code, the worst day of my life, in all caps, you get 10% off. Go to shopcannastyle.com, use our promo code, and get yourself something cute. Yeah, or something cute for somebody you love. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye. Bye-bye. I just want you to tell me a story, really. Great. Perfect. I have tons of stories. I am. Um, so, Cherish and I talked about a very specific story which is I think it might be one of the worst days of my life I just like to travel around for a while around the United States and uh towards the end of my traveling I found myself outside of Atlanta I was with my boyfriend and my dog uh, and I was camping in the woods and we'd stayed there for a little bit I 
had just found out I was pregnant. You know, I'm I'm waiting around in the woods for this greyhound that I had saved up for because I was gonna go to my dad's. Um, my poor dad getting these fucking phone calls, you know, from all over the United States with me getting like really injured. It was never like just a little bit. It was like always really goddamn big. Like, hey dad, guess what? Anyways, so he said, Okay, you can come stay with me for a while, you pregnant fucking moron. It was like nine uh-huh. I was nineteen, I think. Anyways, we're camped out. Everything was fine, as fine as it could be in like the outside suburbs of Atlanta in this like not real tent in the woods. There were ticks everywhere. It was so bad. Anyway, I woke up one night to what I thought, like I thought I had rolled over and grazed my knuckle on a rock um, because it stung. And I got stung by a yellow jacket the other day and it felt Mm -hmm. the same. Like it was the same Mm -hmm. kind of and I tried to go back to bed and my boyfriend like nudged me and he was like hey you need to get up you just got bit by a snake and <laughs> my exact words were you're a pussy that's not true go back to sleep. <laughs> and he was like no for real and <laughs> flashlight you're a pussy and yeah and sure as shit there's a fucking baby copperhead coiled up right next to me and I was like fuck and I didn't know what kind of snake it was. I had no idea. All I knew was that like it hurt and um, it wasn't good. My dog was outside of the tent and it had bit her first, which, oh, you know, if it hadn't, I probably would have died. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't know how much venom to expel. And so I didn't put my shoes on. We like ran up this hill because there was a gas station there. And I don't remember like the exact conversations that happened when we got into the gas station. All I remember was somebody calling 911 and this guy telling me to put ice on the snake bite and also elevate it, which for the record are two things you are not supposed to do. Like, don't fucking do that if you get bit by a snake. And it made it, it was really scary because I'm like on the phone with the paramedics and I'm laughing. I'm fucking losing it because Uh it's fucking seriously like, a, I'm do? a pregnant teen. B, I just got bit by a scary snake. And all everybody's like, this is it is a copperhead. It was a copperhead. And I was like, what does that mean? I don't even know. I'm not from here. And they're all like, where do you live? And I'm like, I nowhere. I don't live anywhere. Yeah. And they like wrap their heads around like, I'm homeless. I don't uh-huh. have a house. Anyways. Right. So the paramedics are asking me on the phone, you know, hey, can you, can you breathe? Like, do you feel... Do you feel weird, you know? And asking me this, I'm like, actually, now that you mention it, I feel a little, feel kind of weird, feeling like I can't breathe so well. And I couldn't. And as I'm like watching my, oh, I'm like itchy thinking about this. As I'm looking at my hand, it was like on my knuckle here, I'm watching my hand swell and I can feel it. I can feel the venom. And it was the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. And I'm still trying to laugh through it because, again, like, what the fuck else are you supposed yeah. to do, right? I don't know. Like, in those situations, I'm kind of terrible because I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Patrick laughs when shit goes really yeah. wrong, too. It's just like, yeah. yeah just what, 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 what am I going to do? Like, right. What am I going to cry? No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not going to fix anything. It doesn't oh. matter. <laughs> like, just whatever. Just push through it. So the paramedics come and I am... I'm having a rough time and my arm is swelling up like crazy. By the time they got to me, it was like under my elbow and they got there quick and they get me in the back and uh, they're like asking me all these questions. And I'm like, Hey, I got to ask you something though. 
is my arm going to explode like a hot dog in the microwave? Mm -hmm. Their immediate response was, ma'am, are you intoxicated? And I was like, no, ma'am. I wish I was. Like, I wish that I was intoxicated. That'd right be now. great. That'd be awesome. I was like, nope, I'm dead sober. And that's when I tell like, I'm pregnant. You know, I just found out I was pregnant, had no idea how far along I was, whatever. And so I get to the hospital and I don't remember how I was talking to my boyfriend. I, we didn't have a cell phone. Like we didn't, there was no way to contact us back then. It must've been like the pay phone or something like that. Cause that was still a thing back in, what was that? 2008. They like bring me to the hospital room and I'm in excruciating pain and my arm is swollen all the way up to my shoulder blade. I mean, it, it's insane how quickly it goes. And it's just like icy fire through my veins. Hard and fire. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, here's the deal. Um, you're pregnant. We don't know if we can give you antivenom, which doesn't really help the symptoms. BT dubs just helps you like not die or like your organs shut down or anything. And so they're like, but here's, here's the problem. The snake specialist is on vacation in Hawaii. So like, we don't know, and we can't give you anything yet until we talk to him. We have to call him. And again, I'm in this like, not remote, but like I'm in suburbia, right? Like there's this one snake specialist at this place. They're like, this usually doesn't happen. Like we don't have a homeless population here, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, all right, fuck. And so they give me some pain medicine because that was safe apparently. Like that's fine. You can like pump whatever the fuck that was. It was I great. Mean, I feel like anything would be better than just letting the venom like right? do its thing. Like... Sorry, but so I like, you know, I they give me this pain medicine, which helps a little bit, but like doesn't get rid of the excruciating pain that I'm going okay. through. I remember like the nurse, this is like a really great testament to my personality. The nurse gives it to me, and all I know <laughs> is that she came back and I had puked in my bed. And I looked up at her and I said, I'm so sorry. I don't know when I ate a hot dog. <laughs> I said, here, let me, let me, let me clean this up. And she was like, oh no, honey, it's all right. You don't have to clean it. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so sorry that I puked in your bed. I would totally do that too. I have totally I done that so in the hospital. Be like, oh my god, let me just clean. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's me. Okay, right. that's hilarious. So you know, they eventually get through to the snake specialist, and the snake specialist says, "By all means, please give her anti venom." And I got six bags, six bags of anti venom, which is like a substantial amount. Mm -hmm. And everybody well, there. Thought, like, I mean, I don't know how much time has passed at this point, but I would think you'd need six bags. Right. It. I mean, I'm no anti-venom expert, but I, <laughs> I. I have no idea. Time is relative, and also, like for the record, for any of these stories, is not applicable because it. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, um, they they loved me there. They thought that I was just the weirdest fucking lady ever because they're like, "What were you doing sleeping in the woods?" And I was like, "Oh, I just like live all over the place." And they're like, "Why?" And I'm like, "I." a long story you know they're like yeah. oh you're pregnant i have some baby clothes i'm like no 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 yeah. listen i'm not i'm not bringing anything i gotta take this greyhound and then they're like why are you taking the greyhound 
anyways it was God. such a fun thing because like any time i'm in those situations they're like wait why are you so fucking weird man like why are you in all these situations i'm like yeah no, it's damn so anyways my my arm swole up up to my shoulder blade to the point where like i could barely bend it so i i stayed in the hospital for a few days and then i had to take this greyhound because i was pregnant and that's a whole other story. I ended up having the baby, but it was like really whatever. And the guy that I was with was a total piece of shit. And so it was just kind of meant to be that I got bit by the snake and I had to go and whatever. But I wrapped my arm up like it was broken for the Greyhound ride, but like it was really uncomfortable, obviously. And I had to like sit next to people. And once they were like close to me, they realized that it was like definitely not just a broken arm, it was something way more. And it was a nightmare because every seat that I had, it was on the inside. So I was like rubbing up against people. Three day bus ride to my dad. And I remember when I called him because he knew that I was coming. And regardless, like at that point, even if I was going to get a shmushmortion, I would have been like, all right, just like go ahead and stay, you little shit. Like you survived mm -hmm. the snake bite. I called my dad and he answered the phone and I said, hey, dad, guess where I am? And he was like, where? Where? And I was like, I'm in the and he goes, why are you in the hospital? And I was like, you'll never guess. <laughs> I got bit by a snake. <laughs> and then he wanted like all the details, and you know, I gave them to him. And there's, I think there's one photo. I I should ask him for it so I can show it to you. But I, I mean, I'm curious to see what a copper head snake bite. Real puffy. Dude, I feel like just riding a Greyhound bus for three days, like in perfect comfort, would be a fucking nightmare. Well, it was. And I, oh, oh. I'm looking at these. Don't look oh. at pictures. <laughs> oh. Don't look at pictures. <laughs> <laughs> That's trauma. I will it's later work. It's not that bad. Through. It just looks like it looks like really bad swelling with bruising. Um, is pretty much what it looks like. Oh. There's some real bad ones. Yep. Anyways, yeah, I know it was terrible. It was terrible. And then after that, like I tried to stay at my dad's, my boyfriend disappeared, stole my dog. I thought I had a miscarriage, went back on the road. It was just like a whole string of terrible events. It's interesting because, you know, when I look back at these things, I think like, you know, these events always happened. It was kind of like a beacon, like, hey man, you're like doing something wrong. Maybe like, yeah. fuck you, don't like, hey, this guy that like, you know, socks you in the face, like maybe just like, don't do that. Like, don't hang right. out. I was 19 and he was 32, like, fuck. And like now as a, you know, I'm 33, like I think about that and I'm like, yeah, so gross. that yeah. is fucked up. And so it's, it's interesting. Cause like all of these big things that happened, you know, they happened while I was with these, like realistically, like these abusive men and yeah. you know, whatever, like believe whatever you want to believe, but it's kind of like this nudge, like, Hey bitch, can yeah. you like not maybe like don't. Yeah. Don't hang out with that guy. I know he looks like a dirty Brad Pitt, but like it ain't worth it. I will say though, that guy, I met him. His name was Rob, is Rob. He's still alive. We'll just pretend he's not. I met him in uh, Denver, Colorado. I was young and I don't remember meeting him, but I 
do remember coming out of a blackout, like a days long blackout and being him, like being my boyfriend. Like that's where I was. <laughs> now, like living out here in Minnesota and like having really calmed down and just like, I lived like a pretty structured life where things are like predictable for the most part. Like I, you right. know, I like plan vacations or whatever, but that's still like predictable, right? I think back to like that and how fucking insane that, because I went to Denver alone. I went alone and I was just like with my fucking German shepherd puppy. I wasn't afraid of anything. I wasn't afraid of mm -hmm. anyone. Like, I mean, I think now if I would have been bitten by a snake, I'm sure I would laugh, but like, it would not be that same reaction. And I was like fucking ready to go, ready to hop back on a train, ready to hitchhike out of town once I was, mm -hmm. I was like ready to get out of my dad's house. And then after, after that was when Morgan and I left and we like, we spent some time in uh, Olympia and I was just a mess. There was like a whole bunch more to this. Cause I, I had met my now ex-husband. We went back and forth from Olympia a couple times, I think. And then I mm -hmm. met he who shall not be named. And he was like going with friends back to his hometown of Rochester, Minnesota. And uh, we were going to meet him because he had a spot in his friend's car. And so they just like left on their own. And we were like, whatever, we'll, we'll leave. And so I was kind of showing Morgan like how to do everything. She's the only person that I ever was like, yeah, that's fine. You can like come with me. how to travel, like how to hit how to, travel, how to, well, yeah. And like, you no, know, like, how to, uh, how to like hop on, like, how to, like hop train? on trains. And, like you're a really cool dude that was just a cool guy. Like I was just giving cool guy lessons, you know? Yeah. Right. Okay. It's fine. It's like no big deal. Anyways, when we left, we like got in this little argument in Spokane, which we've like talked about more than once. And it's so funny because she totally just like threw a little temper tantrum. And I was like, I don't fucking care, bitch. I'll leave you right here. Like you can fucking stay here. And she was like, okay, fine. Which is like not true to her personality at all. And like, you know, I was going to say now she's, now she's the person that will tell right. you, I will fucking leave you here, bitch. For sure. Like I, I, I'm not sure if we put it on the podcast or whatever, but she like a friend having like complaining about uh being hungry for so long and her just being like would you just shut the fuck up and making sweet potato fries for her just, i don't give a fuck if you like them or not eat this we were both in very different places in our lives for sure you know like and, and it was definitely a different dynamic it's so cool to hang out now because it's like i don't keep a lot of people around and that's because people end up just being fucking dickholes and like morgan's a solid dude but anyways, so we're we're hitchhiking from well, we started in Seattle all the way to Rochester, Minnesota, and we're in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. You know, hats off to that place for really fucking sucking and like not being a cool area you, at all to hang out in. Fuck you, Coeur d'Alene. Go fuck yourself. That in Salt Lake City. We were stuck in Coeur d'Alene for a while and we ended up like walking onto the highway um <clears throat> and just sitting on the shoulder because like nobody would pick us up and you know to be fair we're two like young girls probably looked like runaways that shit I like you don't want to get too young i would pick up well yeah girls. you would but we're like in yeah. fucking like you know right wing central so this guy stops and i 
tell Morgan immediately. I'm like, I, I got bad vibes from this guy. And the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. She was like, well, I think we should just take it. And I was like, if you want to take it, that's fine. But like, we're, we're taking a risk. Like, I'll, I'll go with you, of course. Like, we've been waiting. I think we stayed there for, like, two days. She would know. Morgan always knows. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so <clears throat> we get in this guy's car, and, you know, I get in, and he offers me a joint and, like, a quarter of a Subway sandwich. And, again, like, thinking back to this, like, I don't know what kind of fuck shit I was on where I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'll smoke this joint and eat this sandwich like what were you thinking you idiot but i was like mm, i guess if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die with some weed and some uh, subway in my yeah. system yeah. so we're in this guy's car and i'm a little bit stoned but like not in a bad way i'm just like just i'm just chilling the joint you know, i'm just like, i'm just hanging out yeah and uh this guy turns on the radio and it's that i'm a loser baby song and he looks at us and he goes i'm a loser baby so why don't I kill them? Ugh. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, fuck. And then I like start kind of looking around, right? Because I like hadn't really taken in my surroundings. And the back window is busted out. The car is hot wired for sure. <gasps> There's like a ton of shit that Morgan's sitting on top of that was like for sure stolen. Oh. Like she was like elevated. And um, the handles on the door, it was just a like a two two door the handle was broken off on the inside and as i'm like noticing this this guy takes a turn onto a highway we were on an interstate we told him where we needed to go and he swore up and down that's where he was going so he takes this turn and morgan and i both are like hey hey buddy like what are you doing he's like no no no, it's fine i just like have to go meet with my friend or like some shit like that um you know we'll get back on track it's just a loop and we're like yeah i don't know man um he's like it's fine just like oh. it's fine Fuck, and then dude. there was like something about like him needing to call somebody he wanted to use my phone because at that point i like you know had a like one of those funny prepaid phones that you just like get the card and it's on it yeah and i like lied to him and said that i needed to stop for minutes and he like told him that you know i had to stop for minutes and he did not want to stop um and so we get to this gas station and he's like i need to get some gas I'm going to run inside. Don't move. And so he, he's like very adamant that we stay in the car. Like we can't get out. And so he walks away and I look back at Morgan. I'm like, you need to climb out the back window and let me out. Cause I couldn't open the fucking door. And she climbs out the broken window okay. with the dog, with Ruby. She lets me out and we walk to the like highway there. And the guy watches us and like, doesn't say a word, nothing. There's nothing. Maybe he did. I don't know. That's a that's a question for Morgan. I don't know. I feel like there was like maybe a little exchange, but nothing substantial. So now it, we're even in a worse spot, right? We're not in Coeur d'Alene. We're in the fucking boonies in Idaho, which is like fucking Nazi central, right? Like some backwoods mm-hmm. shit. We're just like, all right, well, let's fucking just hitchhike some more. And it's important to note that the reason we were hitchhiking is because the dog I had with me wouldn't ride trains with me she would only she would scream she would only ride trains if my ex was there they like bonded and it was like so fucked up and it was dangerous because like fuck i don't want to fucking get pulled off a train anyways yeah so we're hitchhiking again right and this guy stops and he's got all these like crazy bumper stickers on his car 
homophobic, sexist, fucking crazy Christian shit. I'm like, oh, fuck. And Morgan's like, you better be quiet. All right. So I sit in the back seat, and this guy, you know, asks us where we're going, and we tell him, and he says, okay, well, I can get you to the highway. And we're like, thanks. That's great. We get in the car, and he starts lecturing us. Now, at this point, like, I've been traveling for a, for a hot minute, uh, most of the time on my own. And I'd seen some shit already. And so this little fuck sitting in his car telling me that, you know, women shouldn't travel alone and it's too dangerous. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know, buddy. Like, I've been doing this for a while. And Morgan's like looking back at me. Anyways, I don't remember what I said. I was still a little stoned. And I don't remember exactly what he said, you know, but Uh I do remember that it was fucking weird and it pissed me off. And I was just like, I don't need a fucking man around. Like, all they do is cause problems. He pulls over on the side of the road and um, he says, okay, get, get out. I gotta, I gotta show you something like, this is where I'm bringing you up. I gotta show you something. And he brings us to the back and he opens up the trunk and there's two shotguns. And he says, Mm. I wanted to shoot you. I could have. And we're like, okay. All right. Sounds good. And then he left and that was it. After that, we got picked up by like a couple girls that took us home. I don't remember that at all. I don't know why, but I don't. Um, uh, again, it would be fun to have Morgan on this show too, because we could tell yeah. some really funny stories. Because she really does. I don't know how she remembers everything, but I don't remember shit. Yeah, like, I don't remember anything there. It's, yeah, I'm the worst. Laura, I'm so glad that you're here with us. Thanks for having I'm me. excited for our future together i have a feeling that we're gonna be talking like that like way too much it's gonna be like all the time like um this is Wo. this is my co-host woa hello i am woa and i am i am here now so uh, it was great being being here with you today we have to have a cap on this i cannot do it i know uh you're in my phone as L O W W A Loa. <laughs> anyway, we're happy that you're here. We love you. Uh, I know that uh, our audience will will like hearing your stories and enjoy you. They're all cool people. So thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry that uh, Megan is not here. If you were only listening for Megan, I don't know how much you want to listen anymore, and that's okay. All right. Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, but you're wrong and I hate you. Yeah, it's fine. No, but um, she will be here every every once in a while. She's not like gone for good, but she it was just uh, too much of a constant commitment, I think. So either way, uh, just remember that it could always be worse. And we'll see you see next you. Tuesday. Tuesday. It's so hard over video chat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Bye.